grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. 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 Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 227 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I had to go look it up, I forgot what this podcast around. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, we have Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just been busy throughout the week. Not with just the work, but with other types of errands and stuff. But in the meantime, I have been able to just start up on, like, new game. Well, at least one new game. Nice. <laughs> so how about yourself? I'm doing all right. It is uh, day three of my five-day vacation. Uh, there so you go. that's good slash bad because it means we're past the halfway point of my vacation. And <laughs> not going to have a long, another one for a very long time. Um, no, I'm doing all right, though. It's uh, kind of with you. I uh, It's been a crazy past 10 days or so for video game releases. Um, uh, just trying to play keep up, really, at this point with all of them. Uh, but doing okay. Uh, spent a lot of time uh, gaming this week. Justin, unfortunately, is not here this week. Uh has some stuff come up, so he's not going to be able to be here. But hopefully next week. But he was nice enough to stop by and drop off two six-packs um, a beer for me. One six-pack of Oktoberfest Samuel Adams. Another six-pack of Samuel Adams Cherry Wheat. Um, so I greatly appreciate that. Cheers, buddy. Uh, oh, there you he's, go. Probably, he's probably listening right now. Um, not now now, but future now. Um, I do want to mention right off the top, though. I always forget to mention this every week. Uh, I, I make a mental note, then I four beers in i forget about it um so so the thing i'm trying to do now uh for the in the future is uh release I, I, we talked about it back in january or something like that about re-releasing the original drunk dashers podcast episodes that were lost uh to the to the internet somewhere um i think there were 61 or 62 of them uh 25 is releasing this thursday um uh, a new thing i'm trying to do is release a new podcast one of the old ones every thursday um you didn't get one this past thursday because uh we went as i explained in the podcast if you weren't listening we went over our limit for the month uh for how much storage we have because i messed up and i uh forgot to click certain buttons and release too many of the old podcasts so it kind of took a bunch of our um, space um so you didn't get one. Well, you, you got a podcast on Thursday, but it was it was uh, the other half of last week's podcast. So just look out every Thursday morning, um, usually between five and six a.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, the new show goes up on iTunes and, and YouTube. Uh, so if you want to hear what we were doing back in the day um, when we were drunker and um, less coordinated, then uh, check those out. There, I listen. I listen to bits and pieces of them. Before I post them, uh, they're kind of they're fun to listen to. But anyways, that's a side note. Uh, this is a video game podcast where we talk about video games, and we're gonna do that now. Uh, we're gonna actually gonna jump into what we've been playing first. We've been usually doing news lately, but uh, there's been we're getting we're into the the uh, season of games coming out, not so much news. Yes. So I think it's 
better we start off with the games. Is it okay if I go first? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. All right, thank you. I'm going to take a drink of my beer real quick here, though. Oh, Oh, man. Nothing will enter my body except for Oktoberfest till Thanksgiving. Uh, (laughs) And then it's pumpkin vanilla spice lattes. Don't don't you ever fucking say that again, Gables. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing pumpkin will touch these lips, okay? (laughs) Ever. Except for that off chance when you're drunk enough and all of a sudden you go to that random Starbucks and order yourself a pumpkin frappuccino. And there it goes. If I'm drunk at a Starbucks... That's a cry for help, okay? That's when you know. I don't go to, I don't want Starbucks when I'm really cranky and tired. So, but I guess maybe I, I could be drunk then, actually. I don't know. Actually, you make a good point. I, touche. You got me there, Gables. You checkmated me. Uh, but anyways, uh, I just want to go over real quick. I finished up the Madden 18 long shot uh, story mode. I was actually like yeah. 10, I had like 10 minutes left in the story. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I was like, I was literally in the last section. Um, really good. I talked about it a lot last week. Uh, I, my opinion stays the same. That I f- think it would be great if uh, EA uh, released this for like twenty bucks, like digitally or something. Um, it's a little under four hours, I think. Uh, I didn't really time it, but that seems about right. Three or four. Uh, but I think it's a really cool story, and I think it'd be a good way to get more people to check it out. Is if you release it separately. Um, because I think a lot of people might not actually know there's a story mode um, in this game. So, so basically, how it, like just uh, explain to me a little bit how it's structured here. So you're just like a new player. Basically, you come up from the college ranks, go to the pros. Do you get like a manipulation of a choice where you go, or like basically uh, what, what um, does it curtail? No, actually, you don't. It ends with you being uh, uh, with with draft day. I don't want to spoil whether or not you get drafted or not. What the story oh. is. So you actually never, okay. you never play in the NFL. It's all it's a story about um, about uh, this guy. He goes he's a when the considered one of the greatest quarterbacks in Texas high school football history. Uh, goes right. to the University of Texas, and his father dies in a, in a car accident, so he, he quits like four games in the season, and he goes uh, into a into, does a couple tours for the army, uh, and then he finds his passion. They explain why all of a sudden he, he gets his passion back for football. Um, and he wants to go back. He wants to go back, and he tries to. It's, it starts with him going to the NFL Combine, and then he gets uh, brought up. This, these um, producers come up to him about doing a reality show called Long Shot, and he, he he does a show called Long Shot, basically where he uh, it's a TV series. It's live. It's really weird and dumb and stuff. But uh, basically, it's just the story of him, and he, he works with the coach. They're both. It's both basically a redemption story for him and the coach. That's training okay. along. You get in like it's basically you learning signals, and you do like little practices here and there, and it's basically just kind of it, it's super easy. I think a hundred percent of everything, uh, except for one thing at the end, which kind of upset me. Where it's like you can pick to either do like this one thing to keep bringing back up again in the story, or you can you can make the smart play that would like one will make your friend happy, and the other one will make um, all the scouts happy. And I pick make the friend happy. Which hurt my like that destroyed my like my grades with the uh, with the scouts the scouts like huge like more than any other thing I did in the entire story but um, other than that it's great uh, yeah and it's just you go you're in this TV series and you're just trying to uh, prove to scouts that you you know that you're still I mean you haven't played football in three years so you gotta prove to them that you can do you can be a, a great football player in the NFL so 
and it ends with you like you do like a live like game against um, like veterans. They're like veteran free agents that are trying to get back in the NFL and show they can do it too. They can, they can still play. Right. So, but it's really good. I, I I think it's you barely play any football. It's more like a telltale ish where you like you kind of like pop button props or button prompts come up and you get to pick what you say and then like there's little like uh, quizzes you can do where like you do like play calling you gotta memorize a play which is actually really fun yeah uh, to do like I actually like I love football and I, I don't I'm not like I don't like I talk to friends that played football and they're way smarter than me about like the play calling means but it's kind of cool like I think I learned a lot just like uh, like route trees and like how, what, how like when you play call it's just like 25 words of a jumbled mess to me and it's actually kind of cool learning. Like, they explain what those words mean. So that was kind of cool um, for a hardcore, you know, football fan. Uh, you know, it's it's excellent. Uh, it's If you're looking, to, you know, you want to – the only thing that sucks is there's nothing you can do after you get the, the story's over. I was hoping maybe you can keep going with them and keep playing, like, and maybe once you join the NFL, you can continue on his story. Not really have a story mode, but you can continue on playing as him, and you can't, which yeah. is the only downside to me. Um, after huh. that, as a football fan, as, as a Madden fan, um, but the rest of it's fun. I, I think it's great. Uh, it's a good. I hope they keep doing this. I don't know how. The, you know, but it's a, it's a first great showing, and they have a they put a pretty high bar up on their first showing. So, um, well, it definitely sounds like it. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, I, like I said last week, if you can find it, I'm sure during uh, around Thanksgiving Black Friday sale, you'll probably find this game for thirty bucks. Uh, I think at that that might be about the limit. I'd say to check at least. Check it out, or if you can red box it, you can knock it out in the evening. Uh, and I, I just think I, I want more people to check this out and hope they keep doing stuff like this. But uh, other than that, I uh, I finished. I talked about last week as well, Uncharted Lost Legacy. I, uh, I finished that one up as well. Uh, Sunday was like a weird like gaming marathon day for me. I don't typically do that as much anymore. Uh, where I play for like all day. Like normally I'll play like an hour or two chunks, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I played like four hours of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy on um, Sunday, and I finished up the campaign. It took it's about five and a half hours, I think, was what my game clock said when it was done. Uh, but it's only nine chapters, so pretty short, about maybe half to a third longer or shorter than uh, or more two thirds shorter than a, uh, uh, a typical Uncharted game. About the same length actually as Uncharted One. Uh, I think I'd actually place this one higher than Uncharted One uh, as well, just based off the gameplay alone is way better. Uncharted One was fun, was fun, but uh, you know it was a little clunky and they're still figuring out the mechanics. Um, but it's it, the, the second half of it. I, uh, when I think when we talked last week, I was in chapter four or five, and I knocked I knocked out the rest of them after that. And I would say the first four chapters uh, is a little slow, fun but slow. A lot of development with the characters. And learning the backstory and then the story of what you're trying to, of the, what you're, the treasure you're trying to uh, retrieve, and um, it picks up after that, and it's got all the big set pieces and really great moments uh, that you expect from a Uncharted game. Uh, definitely from a story standpoint, it's lacking. Uh, Chloe's great. Um, I, I think I think she's <laughs> she was actually really funny, and it's actually really cool. Um, really cool. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Surprise though, of uh, a, a certain character pops up in the last couple hours of the game and uh, joins you guys, uh, joins the ladies in the game. And uh, that was a really cool, pleasant surprise and uh, definitely added to the uh, story and the comedy of the uh, of the Uncharted game. Um, 
but yeah, no, it, it, that second half is just awesome. I couldn't put the game down, um, and I, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, like I said, I, I finished it. I finished up that last section, uh, last half of the game in one sitting. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, like I said, uh, don't go in, don't go into this with like, expecting a, a true Uncharted game. Uh, this is literally was an, an expansion. It just got a little bigger than they expected. Um, but yeah, it was, it's excellent. I think. Uh, for forty bucks, um, you sh- people should be picking this up. I hope they continue to actually. I don't know if I want a yearly thing of this, but if we can get like a every two years, do like a little small Uncharted game like this to continue on the story without uh, Nathan Drake, I'd be totally on board for the for that continuing on the the, the games because I really don't I don't want Nathan Drake to come back. Um, awesome. Yeah, uh, and last up, um, actually a few things real quick. I, I uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm episode one came out. Uh, I started that. I haven't finished it. I'll talk about it next week. And then also I picked up Everybody's Golf. Uh, I have yet to actually get into it. Um, so those two I'll talk about next week. But the last game I've been playing, the one I've been playing most of the week, I, been able to, I have not been able to stop playing this game uh, since I got it on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, Tell me about this. Yeah, so it is It's awesome. Hmm. It's so good, man. It really is. Uh, I I I kind of like the rabbits now. <laughs> like, well, what kind of sparked your interest in wanting to just nonstop play this game? Um, I like the XCOM style of shooter, like that's that 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 strategy um, RPG, the turn based uh, turn turn based. Uh, trying to, I'm losing the words here, but uh, you know, you can move move around like XCOM. And strategy turn, turn-based, strategy turn-based game. Thank you. Um, so I like that style of game. Uh, I, I I liked XCOM. It's just that game was a little too deep for me. Uh, too much going on outside. Like I enjoyed the actual core parts of the game, but it was outside of the game. I didn't like there were so many things, like little tiny things you had to do that um, made huge changes to your uh, to your story mode, and it can affect your your entire game. I just I, it was it was a little too inside baseball for me. And this one is kind. It's kind of like. I don't know. It's like what Pokemon is to RPGs, where uh, it's on the outside, it's it's pretty basic. Uh, like I played, like we were like really good at Pokemon when we were like six or seven, and uh-huh. I feel like this is that way. Like obviously, Pokemon's way deeper. When like yes. there's so many more things you can do with it, but from if you just like for me, I can jump back into a Pokemon game, uh, literally twenty years later, like I did with Pokemon X, and pick up and figure out immediately what I need to do uh, without, yep. and I didn't get deep in anything, I just played the damn story and that was it I got in and got out, uh, and that I feel like is this the same thing where it's a pretty simple um, strategy RPG game, turn based RPG uh, but what I think what really sinking me in is the is the uh, not so much the story, the story is whatever it's kind of goopy, like the rabbits like they go through time and, and like a, a washing machine, I don't, I'm just, I don't know if there's a story behind that. But they have a time traveling washing machine, and they steal this guy. This, this, yeah, uh, they steal this uh, kid who's like super smart, uh, like VR looking headset that can like uh, basically whatever they imagine can make come true. And they somehow warp into the Mushroom Kingdom, and okay. uh, this one uh, rabid has the visor and it's like stuck to his head and he's spawning is what they call him uh, and he's like he basically he's like done all kinds of crazy shit to the Mushroom Kingdom 
uh, where like you're in the desert, uh, but it's like frozen now, and then uh, you're like the the go like you go to, like one of them. I don't want, I don't want to spoil too much, but like I'm I'm on like world three. I'm like I'm three seven. I think each chapter has like nine different like levels to it. I guess if you want to call them that, uh, or each world has four has nine. There's four worlds, nine chapters to each to each uh, section, and then. Once you beat the section, you can go back through and there's like extra challenges you can do. And there's a secret uh, chapter that you can, if you find the find the way to it, you can do as well. Um, but I'm on like, I think I'm on 3.7 or 3.8 now. So I'm fairly close to the end. Um, but I, I think I just like it so much because like, it's fairly simple. It's easy to jump in, jump out. There's not all the crazy shit outside of the, um, of the main game. Like you just... The, the battles are fun and but they're there's difficult they're, they're difficult too like you got you, like i've i've restarted some battles before like i've never been in danger of losing a battle but there's like mm-hmm. things you can do to get like perfect and the more, the more perfect scores you get the more gold you get and the more orbs you get they use like you have huge skill trees each character does and um you get more orbs and everything if you like you go through a whole chapter with uh without like losing any characters and beating the game that beating that that match in a certain amount of turns and each chapter yeah. has one to three battles in it, uh, but the actual combat itself—like you got three characters, Mario is always in it. You can't you can't take him out. Then you have to have one right. rabbit and one Mario character. I don't know why, but you have to—you can't have all Mario or two rabbits and Mario. Um, so you have to you have to pick and choose. So, uh, but each of them actually, are, I think, are really are really good. They all have their. Um, they all have like special skills they do. Like Luigi is like a sharpshooter, like a sniper, uh, yeah. and he actually has a Luigi Mansion vacuum as a, as a sniper rifle, which is I think <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, but so the cool thing is is like the teamwork they have with it. I, I think the teamwork right. is, is more so than in like a like an XCOM where like you can actually like so in, in your area you can move like you can actually like dash and do like a baseball slide into somebody, and then like. Like one of them, like so, like one of the skill trees I, I've souped up for Mario is like his dash is like super powerful, and then he can do a team jump where you can like so like I'll dash into somebody and then I'll run to one of my characters, jump off of him, and then I'll do like a, a like a stomp onto another enemy, so you can like combo up and then you can shoot somebody. So I, I love the fact that you can like the way like I love like looking into it and like figuring out okay wh- how can I do the most damage in one turn. And figuring it out and like right. nailing all these combos together and taking out like a huge chunk of the uh, the board um, before the enemy even gets to go is great. Feels great. Uh, it's definitely backfired a few times. Like I, I play a little more of aggressive style, and I'm like, well, shit. Like that first turn turned out badly. Restart or my character died, so I'll restart. Like I, I'm trying to like get perfect in all of these. I think I got them all but one. I need to go back and do that one, but. Uh, yeah, it's just doing all the combos and everything. It's just it, it's great. It's simplistic. I love this style of play, um, and I hope they keep making this, keep making more of these. I love the this become a fran- like a new franchise. Um, but yeah, like I, I like the rabbits now because like they're actually kind of funny. Like they made me chuckle a few times, which I didn't see coming. Like there's one section like you can like when you're walking through like so the in between parts. I, I, I should explain real quick. Like there's like minor puzzle solving and finding secrets and like finding chests throughout the um, the world uh, the, the, that you're in, 
and uh, you'll find like little things you can click on, and like you're, you have like a little Roomba thing called Beepo that's like trying to help you like uh, get Spawny back, who's creating all this shit, and get him to make fix everything. And um, he'll like he'll like interact with things. And there's that one point where they make a Bob Dylan reference, like blown. There's a blown in the wind reference, which I thought was fucking awesome. Uh, I did not see that. Never saw that. I see that coming from a uh, a Mario game um, before or ever. Uh, but yeah, it's there's a few moments and like just things like there's the uh, rabid Peach who constantly takes selfies, like randomly will just like like you're in like a really crazy battle, and like she'll stop and take a selfie. It's like, like it's just I don't know. There's a few of them. It's more like you gotta see it, but it's, it's a, there's some funny moments to that game. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. I love it. Um, I have a couple complaints, but they're super minor. Like I just don't like the fact. So when you're when you're going through the world. You uh, you have like your three characters, and then there's a Roomba that you're that the characters are following. You're actually controlling the Roomba. He interacts with everything, which is really throws me off a lot when you're trying to solve puzzles a lot or doing time based puzzles even um, because I'm constantly thinking I'm Mario, who's up front, who's behind the the, the Roomba thing, Beepo, the the Roomba thing, and um, yeah, it's just it's only I go to like click on him, I'll go up there with Mario, and like I won't do anything. What the fuck? And then I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do the the Roomba thing. He's gotta do the interact. I'll, I'll hit, I'll push the block the wrong way because I got Roomba on the side and I got Mario in front of where, where I want him to be. Um, minor complaints, but um, that's really the biggest one I have. Is just the in between stuff with Captain the Roomba uh, being the uh, the guy that leads. Uh, I just, it just throws me off in a Mario game. Um, but that's actually pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, I hope people. I hope this game sells well. It's getting really good reviews, which uh, blew me away. Uh, not so much getting good reviews, but the, the the level of scores they're at. I'm seeing a lot of uh, high, the mid eights to uh, low nines, so uh, that's pretty good. A lot better than I thought this game would do. Um, so, yeah, Gables, go ahead and tell us what you've been playing, buddy. Okay. So two things here. One, I did finish up Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color which I didn't actually think that uh, I would be finishing it so quickly. But but in the meantime, right there, I spent like about five hours. I had the option of either going back and doing the doubles portion of Mario Tennis, but to be perfectly honest with you, it was really basic in terms of uh, the whole gameplay experience. I mean, there were some great tennis matches and some great like plays and stuff that I could make, and it was actually pretty fun, more or less considering how much content you can actually go through and go back to but uh overall i had some fun going through the different brackets of each tournament trying to earn my way to different types of uh the tops of certain positioning wise like say i want to do like a juniors division or like a varsity division or something like that then the top division sort of like the ones you can travel to like other places and participate with this big old world kind of like a big old regional tournament and stuff where you get to face off against like different computer characters and stuff like that but uh for mario tennis for the game boy color once you do get to the top stuff of uh the top portion of like the highest where you can go pretty much the game ends after you go through and uh beat the finals for the singles and stuff but it gives you a little world invitational stuff where you can go ahead and play against mario <laughs> <laughs> in a single player mode so it was funny because I finished the main mode so, oh okay okay 
And it basically did the same cue like you would with uh, Mario Golf, where in Mario Golf, it's sort of a similar structure where you have a, you know, like for Mario Golf, you had like a golf RPG, right? Where basically you played certain games of golf and stuff and level up your character through other types of training. Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color is pretty much the same thing. It's like it's sort of like just two different sports. You have one golf RPG and then you have a tennis RPG, pretty much. So for the end, after you finish the main the main campaign pretty much, you go for that you can play Mario. So I had leveled up my character to such an extent where my character was super speedy and that he could pretty much precisely put the ball anywhere. <laughs> I didn't even have to maximize like power swings or power servings or something like that. I just decided to focus on a character structure where I could level up his speed to maximum and then do the precision hitting up pretty close to the maximum as well. I think 12, 13 or something that I had it on. Now, give or take, with the character builds, you can either go that route or the power route with, like, the serves and, like, the power hits and stuff to try to uh, get, like, serving aces and all that other jazz. Yeah, I end up beating Mario pretty easily, to be perfectly honest with you. The only thing that... The only thing that really, like, uh, weighed down the experience... One, it was incredibly short. I didn't really enjoy it in some ways more so than say Mario Golf in the Game Boy Color. Another thing is because of the amount of sets I had to do for uh, for some of the parts of the tournament, it just felt like it was just extra padding because there were some tennis matches where I can do like a set of uh, one, which basically basically what in tennis, you have six games you can play, right? The best of that six wins the set. So there were sometimes I would play games like with one set, and then there would be some tournament games where I can go with, like the like uh, the best of three sets, and then like the last bit of tournament was like the best of six sets. What that means is there is an awful lot of padding for these sets, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, because the last portion of the game I actually won a set of six. Actually, what was the best of set of six? No. I think I got. Just, I think I just got that wrong right here. There are actually like three sets, I think. But regardless, I just felt like there were some bits of extra padding in terms of where it uh, was quite obvious that they were just trying to alleviate some of the content stuff because of the limitations of the Game Boy Color, and in terms try to expand how much you can actually play in that particular time frame. But other than that, it was pretty. It was a pretty solid experience. If anybody who's a fan of Mario Tennis, I would probably recommend you give us a try. It definitely was a fun experience, to say the least. It was like, what, six bucks or something like that? Like I previously said on a previous podcast, I kind of missed out on playing this game originally when it was on the Game Boy Color. But instead I went with another game, which I think I ended up enjoying that one a little bit more, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. But, uh... But yeah, that was one game that I had went through and played for the week. The other, I decided to go back. Back in time when uh, when I was still playing my DS. So, later on this year marks a significant milestone. It has been ten years, almost, since I did a complete playthrough of Pokemon Diamond. 
Now, Pokemon Diamond was the generation that I started really trying to get into, like, competitive battling for Pokemon because of the whole online stuff and the whole various myths of sets and stuff like that, move sets for different creatures. So even though I know that uh, the Pokemon Gold Silver remakes are going to be releasing later on this month, for some odd reason, I've had a hankering to go back and play through Pokemon Diamond. Now, doing that, I had to erase my previous save. And let me tell you something. That save was almost 10 years old, and I had chalked up like about 251 hours on that thing. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> well, let's put things to perspective. I was working maybe part-time, and I was doing college classes, and that gave me a lot of free time to go through, since that was my crux of my most time that I could spend playing games. It was during my college years. So, spending about 251 hours, like, with just that one game, was definitely something that uh, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be doing. Because up until that point... I really didn't spend all that much time with Pokemon games. Maybe like 25 to uh, maybe 90 max. Nothing like really outrageous, but that was the first game that made me go through and just go through deep because I started discovering things like effort value training and like all this other stuff. Try to get different moves for my creatures to make the best type of competitive stuff. I have some great memories playing this game over Pokemon, like, like say the Nintendo Wi-Fi service. I also, like, had, like, uh, some lucks with some trades, but I immediately discovered, because of the first, this is the first ask, but it was the first uh, Pokemon game that really did online trading and stuff. Going to the GTS, the global trading station, how many lopsided trades would be uploaded onto there? <laughs> Plus, there were people that tried to manipulate certain Pokemon to try to steal others, Pokemon online. But what's funny about that is how Nintendo were to... Uh, prevent that and stuff they would actually show the creature that looked like it was manipulated and stuff and they wouldn't actually allow certain like trades to go through but uh anyway back to the back to the thing at hand the reasoning why i decided to go back and restart pokemon diamond was i really didn't feel like i played through that game initially the way i wanted to play it as crazy as it sounds even though i spent over 250 hours playing it when it first launched, I did not get the best out of that game like I wanted. So, in sort of trying to remedy that, I've went through and I've decided what type of creatures I want to catch. It's basically similar to how I played through the re-release re you know, re of Pokemon Blue last year. I'm basically choosing the creatures that I want, and I'm just going to go through this game. <laughs> so I picked up my starter, which is a Chimchar. This little fire monkey that basically is the only fire type inside Pokemon Diamond and Pearl that you can get during the main during the main game. That's something that some people have forgot or never even knew because they've never played through maybe Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Maybe they played a later game in the series. But anyway, the reason why I chose Chimchar and stuff is like what I just previously stated. Inside the main line, like the, the main story of Pokemon Diamond, you only had access to a specific, like, number of fire-type Pokemon. 
So a, some of them would not become available until after you have beaten the game. So the only possible way you can earn legitimate fire type during Generation 4 for Diamond and Pearl, not Platinum, because Platinum added a few more upon that release, was Chimchar, the starter. <laughs> so the good thing about it is I'm, I basically know what type of a Pokemon that I like I wanted to start with and do this and do that. So it's going to be a fun like couple of weeks up until Gold and Silver's release until <laughs> I uh you know probably get tired or bored or whatever. So I'm making a goal for myself right now that I want to try to finish Pokemon Diamond before the release of Gold and Silver on the Virtual Console. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I do you want to, did you have something to say? To oh me? no, I think I got 3 weeks. Right, hurry up, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if you could fit another yeah. 250 odd hours into that. Oh my god, I don't think I could spend another 250 hours inside that game. Not with... Dude, I would risk burning out myself before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, that comes out Legitimately. Dude, I've already played through Pokemon Yellow, and that spent at least all, close to around 30 hours, and I've... Now I'm going through Pokemon Diamond ten years later after its um, its release, then possibly doing the Gold Silver. You know, it's 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 definitely going to be a interesting month and a half in terms of gameplay. Yeah, because that's just a thing. That's just a thing. It's like I'm in the mood right now where I don't want to play too many games on my PS4 because there isn't the type of content I immediately want to go through and just say, oh. I gotta play through this. So, I've gone back to my 3DS, I've popped in like a random DS game that I played back in the day, and now I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> nice, no, I, if you have fun, that's all that matters, man. Oh, that was definitely the point, man. It's like, my gaming cravings are like all in moods and stuff. Gables, <laughs> Gables are you pregnant? <laughs> no. Okay. Do you need no. to go to Denny's and get you a, like a triple bacon cheeseburger or something? Oh my god, that does sound pretty tempting. But no, no, I didn't. <laughs> you want to go to Denny's after the podcast? No. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> traveling through the internet just to go to a Denny's. Yeah, that's that sounds really appealing. Um, <laughs> financially, it would not be appealing, but overall, it sounds fun. Okay, so yeah, pretty much that's what I've been playing for the most part. I look forward to what lies ahead for my Pokemon Diamond playthrough. Uh, that's cool, though, man. Like I was just think about that. That's true. You played Pokemon Yellow. Now Diamond. Yep. You finished last year Sun and Moon, and now we got Ultra Sun and Moon coming out here in a couple in like two months. So I don't know. And gold I, silver. I, dude, I have no idea what this is. This is potentially saying about my game playing style right now. It's like I feel like I want to go through multiple Pokemon games in the span of a year. I don't think I've done that like for a very long time. <laughs> no. Let's go, cool, man. I wish, man. I wish I could love Pokemon, like, the games as much. Like, just, like, a 10% is, like, like and get into them as much as you can. Like, just 10%, you know? Oh, oh, my God. They're so if, good. And they're fun to play. I just burn out on them after 20 hours or so every single time. Well, here's the thing, Tyler. I mean, I know you and I pretty much grew up playing, like, different, like, kind of games in terms of, like, say, how our love and appreciation for some games did this and stuff and did yeah. that. With Pokemon games, yeah, you were there, like, playing the bit of the original games, this and that and stuff. 
I did the same things as well, but the thing about me, when I played through the Pokemon games, like Red, Blue, Yellow, or something like that, I, you know, it was pretty much during the main craze and stuff, the Pokemon games, like, I was really excited for Gold and Silver when that came out. I actually, I actually went through, I had a, like, to double think whether or not I wanted to play Ruby and Sapphire when those first came out, but I'll tell you what, what really got me into playing like just lasting Pokemon stuff was with the game I'm currently playing right now, Pokemon Diamond, because that introduced me to another layer of depth that I would not actually go through and experience again up until X and Y. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's cool. Actually, I was, that's kind of where I fell off with uh, Pokemon. Like I, I was like you, I think, with back in the day with uh, you know Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and Gold, Silver, Crystal. Like I, I beat all yep. of those. Put probably maybe not as much time, but I probably put fifty plus hours into each of them. I know blue, I put over eighty hours into because that was the one I initially finished. Uh, I beat yeah. for the first time with my Blastoise. Uh, but like Diamond is where like, like I don't know why, but like I I played Diamond and I, I think I finished the majority of. I didn't finish. I played the majority of it, and it just kind yeah. of fell off. But at that that point in my life, I I wasn't really finishing games. Uh, I worked at a game store, so we were constantly playing the new what the new game was that week um but i remember playing a good chunk of it and got into it but i just never finished it and that's kind of really where i fell off until x and i just i um, outside of x i really haven't been you know uh captured into like pokemon yellow was that last was it last year or two years ago it came out on it was last year the re-release of pokemon red blue and yellow yeah and i played pokemon yellow i got all the way to uh I got all the way to the Elite Four. Um, I just never, I just never even got to the point. I never fought them. So I mean, I put time into them. I enjoy them. I just, for some reason now, I just burn out on them a lot faster. And Sun, I played probably fifteen, twenty hours of Sun, and I, I don't know, it sucks. You, well, I kind of wonder that. Could it be like you uh, play certain things to a like extent or some of the Pokemon games where you just can't get over that hurdle where it's like, oh, okay, this is getting too repetitive. I'm just going to go ahead and do this and do that, you know? Yeah, maybe. I, I think that, but that could be it. Uh, I, I think with Sun, like, the trial stuff was cool at first, but after, I think I did, like, three or four of them, and uh, I was just like, all right, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not enjoying the trials as much as I used to. Um, so, and Yellow, I think... I got to the point where like I barely made it to the Elite Four, Elite Four, and I knew I like I had a grind for a while to get to really challenge them. I think at that point I was just like, I don't really feel like grinding anymore. So, dude, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny like just thinking about that because you know having finished Yellow recently and doing the playthrough that I did, Pikachu, the starter that I had and stuff, he was almost basically an afterthought throughout that whole playthrough that I had because it's like I purposely went through and did not pick up any Pokemon like say Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, or even Eevee, like the Pokemon that you probably would pick Mm -hmm. up during that journey because I really wanted to try out like uh, a new style, you know, like a new thing that I hadn't done before. So having Pokemon like Snorlax, Starmie, Executor, and stuff like that, that was in and of itself, partially the reasoning why I didn't have so much of a, like, grind or, like, a terrible time while going through the Elite Four and Champion, because it's like, 
I mean, granted, Lorelai did have her moments, and I was able to actually take out her dugong with my Pikachu that was severely underleveled, which that was <laughs> in and of itself is amazing. But, uh, dude, you should maybe maybe you should just like look at like specific things. Oh, hey, maybe I can use this creature or that creature and stuff, and build around that, and then like just use it as a playthrough. You know, it's like it's it's just yeah. trying something new to try to potentially go through and finish. That's a good point. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, that, that could be. It's kind of like, it really is like Pokemon is like your Madden, where you find, like for me, like I always find cool and like the light, the little things that make a big difference for me to keep me going. Exactly. And, like, and that's that's what makes you and I kind of different in terms of like some of our mindsets for our gaming stuff. I mean, you are really hardcore into Madden to the extent where you just basically love football in general. Mm. You want to know the X's and O's. You want to know the different types of play styles, the sets, the different types of formations that, you know, how you can cover the receiver or try to block off the running back or whatever the hell, like, going through how deep that is, where I'm more or less into more of a deep complexity when it comes to certain role-playing games to where I want to know, okay, what's this What's this type of, like, party that I want to develop here? Why do I, like, maybe I should have this move or that move. If I go through and, like, capture a bunch of creatures or something like that, Maybe if I breed this one and that one, I'll get a specific move and do this and do that for a competitive set. You know, it's it's. I think we have the same mind when it comes to viewing our particular types of games, but at the same time, they're completely different games, both Madden and Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we all we all have our, our you know our our kicks. We just get it different different places. But, right. Uh, speaking of Pokemon, this will be a good segue, and I ruined the segue by mentioning the fact there's a segue here. Um, <laughs> into uh, the news. Uh, with so this this be kind of a cool thing maybe for you uh, and for a lot of people that plan on bo- getting both Ultra Sun and Moon, which I assume you're going to do. Um, probably. <laughs> don't don't lie to me. Don't say probably. You know I'm not going to lie, man. It's like I'll probably buy both of them. <laughs> he will, people. He will. He will. He's going to come <laughs> back. He's going to come to me when we record the the, the podcast after it was in November fifteenth or seventeenth or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, he's gonna come to me the, the recording after. He's like, "Yeah, so I picked up Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna copy it. I'm gonna put it into that that show." And I'm like, "Abel's <laughs> lied. He said probably. He broke my heart." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but but uh, I, you know, I think the only games that I hadn't picked up that were like together were Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and that was like months. Until after, you know, I had gotten Omega Ruby that I had actually bought <laughs> Alpha Sapphire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair with that one. I, I picked that one up, too, actually. I remember that. I don't remember which one I got, though. Uh, but anyways, the Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, are, they have a two-pack, which they've done previously before. Uh, with I think X and Y had it, and I think Ruby Sapphire yeah. and Omega Ruby? No. I said, that, I said those backwards. Yeah, so Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. That's right. Thank you. Um, I can never remember which one's which. Uh they did this previously with like a two pack, and they're actually doing it again now with Ultra Sun and uh, Moon. I think it's a little bit different. Where this one, it's eighty bucks, so there's no real deal, same price um, as you would be paying if you bought them separately. But what mm-hmm. you get with them is you get sixteen cards. I don't think they're actual Pokemon trading cards; they're just art cards, and you get uh, two hundred Pokeballs. So I uh. no, <laughs> is this a good deal? Well, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know how, how cool of a thing this is. 
Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, the art cards, yeah, that sounds pretty fun and stuff, but in terms of the in-game stuff that you could potentially get and stuff, that's really not too much of a deal, considering that Pokeballs only last maybe like a couple of hours into the game in and of itself. That's a good point. I mean, especially if you go past, like, say, the second or the third gym, you're going to be using Great Balls or even, like, Ultra Balls in some specific cases a lot, like, sooner than you would believe. So, 200 Pokeballs, yeah, they would probably last, but you probably are not going to use them until you get, like, uh, once you get the better upgrades and stuff. Like, for example, in Pokemon Yellow or something like that, you didn't gain access to Great Balls, I would say, up until, I want to say, Celadon City, personally, which is, like, maybe, depending upon how you play the game, a normal playthrough are probably maybe 10... Nine or ten hours into the game, personally, maybe. Extreme case is possibly like around fifteen or twenty, but <laughs> but uh, in terms of this deal, I really don't like it because I could just play through the game, buy the set amount of Pokeballs that I want to get, or something like that, without having to buy this bundle. I mean, the art cards sound enticing. I mean, I like the specific types of art styles for Pokemon. So, yeah. I guess the the one thing taken from this is if you're gonna get both, you might as well get this. Um, and I guess it help you in the sense of the beginning of the game where you're not spending money on pokeballs now. Yeah, uh, you can save that money and build build it for potions and save it to buy other stuff later in the game. So eventually, you know, in every Pokemon game, money becomes no option. Like you just you have shit ton of That's money. That's very true. But at least especially the be- if you don't start to spend like I do. Yeah. Uh, but I guess not for the you know the first five six hours of the game is always be the most frugal about things, so that would help you give you a nice little head start in it. But I thought it was kind of a thing that I wanted to mention. I didn't know if I wanted to gauge your interest in it and see as a Pokemon fan uh, where you're at with that. Um, but moving on to our next thing, uh, Dead Rising Four came out last December for Xbox One. Uh, came out mm-hmm. in March in PC. And it seems like they got uh, Microsoft had the uh, Tomb Raider, uh, la- uh, how was it? The, the Tomb Raider game that came out last year, or two years ago, I forgot what it was called. Um, but uh, the Rise of Tomb Raider, sorry. Um, there you go. It seems like they had the, the same deal. We didn't. I don't think anybody knew about this that they did with that, where they had a they had the, a one year exclusive console deal, a six month deal for it came out on PC. Uh, with this mm-hmm. one. With Dead Rising 4. So now it's coming out on December 5th for PS4, which is around the time it came out last year for Xbox One. Um, also, it will come with all the DLC and a couple other little packs with it. Uh, I think it's at the Capcom uh, character pack, or you have like costumes you can wear. You can dress up like other popular uh, Capcom characters. Uh, mm-hmm. So, just yet another uh, exclusive loss for Xbox uh, for Microsoft. Uh, just kind of feels like it just I don't know I don't want to turn this to another uh, is Microsoft failing or bashing Xbox thing but uh, just kind of just kind of a story I want to mention is just you know they're talking about struggling for exclusives Dead Rising 4 was one of their biggest exclusives uh, probably they've released in the last uh, 12 months if you don't um, I guess Gears of War 4 came out. I said Gears of War 4, though. That's like, that was a second... That's a big exclusive they released in a while, though. And it's no longer an exclusive. Uh, won't be anyways here in a few months. So, I just want to yeah, get like... The, go ahead. Yeah, you know what, though? But the problem... The problem is, though, with Dead Rising 4 and stuff, that really didn't get, like, too much 
like good publicity in terms of like say like in comparison to the other games in the franchise though i mean dead yeah. rising 3 i thought was like kind of like like some good praise and stuff like that i mean but uh for dead rising 4 i know there was some sort of like not controversy but there's something about it that just did not rub games the right way unfortunately because it comes out so late in the year and stuff like what december 5th you said yeah in terms of that it's already going to be buried i don't see it really like uh selling too well to be perfectly honest for uh the ps4 right after like main games that have dropped <laughs> for uh in november but hey i'm glad to see that games coming to the ps4 i mean there are dead rising fans that will probably love to play this on the ps4 when it eventually does come out so yeah, yeah i'm happy to see more games so yeah um and there's a dead rising has always had a really strong audience behind it uh yes never been my cup of tea i played dead rising one and i tried dead rising two just never got into it um but yeah there was i mean it came out to middling reviews but uh basically it was everybody kind of agreed that if you like dead rising that's more of that uh it's just kind of goofier with dead rising three try to be a little more serious dead rising uh, four went back to kind of the basics that everybody loved what everybody loved about the original two especially the first one because they brought back i think frank is his name from the first one uh yeah so i heard frank west frank west yep so and he, like i think he changed his name to like frank east in this game uh to get away <laughs> so that that's kind of yeah the, the comedy in it is pretty good i just, I just wish the game was better for me personally frank um east yeah he was trying to hide from the government i think uh next up uh we, we've been talking about you guys have talked about sonic a lot you and justin uh the last couple weeks uh, the new, the other Sonic game that's coming out this year, Sonic Forces, has got a release date coming out on November seventh. Um, there's a couple of collect, like, collector edition packs you can get, um, but yeah, is anybody after Sonic Mania coming out to the praises got? Does anybody think this game's gonna be good? Like, and are hopeful for this game like they were Sonic Mania? To be perfectly honest with you, I do not expect anything good to come out from Sonic Forces. And that's not bashing upon Sonic, you know, like the three Sonic games in general. Yeah. But, or the fans that like the Sonic 3D games and stuff. But in terms of the track record, and also in terms of, like, what else, you know, I've seen from it. I mean, there are some good things that could be said about, like, uh, choosing your own like different type of uh, character and stuff creating your own like hedgehog character and whatsoever i did like that one dlc thing where it looked like some from like joker but uh to be perfectly honest with you i do not i do not see this like like uh, performing so well when it does release you know i see maybe middling reviews at best but I think it's going to be the same issues that have plagued some other like 3D Sonic games where there probably is going to be issues with the camera. There's probably some sort of technical glitches that are going to go haywire. And especially since the last major Sonic release, you know, the Rise of Lyric, uh, I am oh. really not Boom. going to take a chance on another 3D Sonic game unless, unless they've made some significant strides in order to make sure that this game is nowhere near as broken as what I've seen of Sonic Rise of Lyric. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the best thing that come on reviews for this game is that reviewers say this game was finished. <laughs> yeah. That would, that's that's basically best what I'm thinking too. <laughs> yeah, because every 3D Sonic game has been a technical mess of a game. 
They never finish. They got bugs, glitches everywhere. Um, they just—they're not really good in general either. I mean, for the most, there's people that like them. Obviously, there's an audience that likes them, but for the most part, they're not good. Um, even I've, despite the bugs and glitches and everything, uh, I feel like this is just a a prettier version of a boom or adventure um, or any of those really bad Wii versions that we got um, back in the day. Uh, so I'm bashing on like Sonic. Go ahead. What was it like? The Wii games were like Sonic and the Secret Rings and like Sonic and the Black Knight and stuff. There which was... I've heard mixed things about. Black Knight is supposed to be terrible. Uh, Secret Rings, I remember being okay. It was like not bad for a Wii launch, near launch title. Um, right. It was fine. But I, know, I remember the Black Knight was awful. I think there was a couple other ones they did too that were pretty bad. Um, yeah, there's... I mean... I don't know why they keep trying this. I think Mania. I hope they just they see the errors of the ways. If I mean, if this game comes out and it's good, it's good that it's good and that's great. I'm, I hope that I hope that's the case. So, I don't want this game to be bad. Go ahead. Here's the thing about like the, with Sonic Mania. It had to take a hardcore fan in the modding community in order for Sega to realize, oh hey, maybe we should go through and get this guy's advice and like going through and just help them go through and like make a sonic game you know an actual yeah. sonic game because along the ways the original maker of sonic the hedgehog and the original people that were behind sonic have forgotten to make a great sonic game mm-hmm. so partially of the success for sonic mania is like just just going through what f- certain fans of that franchise have wanted for a long time since the very beginning it's like we just want another game where we could just play you know, sort of like how we did on the Genesis, where it's like, okay, we basically have the same type of crazy structure. We don't have anything that's really too outlandish or complex or something like that. We like the basic from, like, point A, point B. There are some exploration elements inside the stages. You can get to specific ends of the stage, like, in different ways. You know, it's it's just basically feels natural and it feels mm-hmm. like a cohesive flow instead of like going through the other forms of like sonic games where it's like oh, okay we're in a 3d world we got to do we are they pretty much in my personal opinion i don't think that sonic team really does a good job in terms of like how they go through and structure their 3d worlds in terms for sonic because there's either major camera issues that sometimes play to hilarious effect mm-hmm. there are questionable sort of like not like questionable storylines but questionable level designs especially with games like sonic adventure where it's like you spend a like a particular amount of the game doing a fishing mini game with <laughs> big the cat trying to fish froggy which those levels if you are a if you are looking for just playing as Sonic and just playing, just going through all these crazy loops and stuff, then all of a sudden break away the immersion to play a fucking fishing game for like an entire, like good solid. Oh my gosh, what was it like? Maybe a couple hours, potentially, in order yeah. to try to get to the hundred percent completed, so you can get the actual ending to the game. I mean, that's those are just a few setbacks that have kept Sonic Team from actually going through and like declining some of the qualities up until the major point before Sonic Mania. And now, with Sonic Mania and, like, Christian Whitehead helping out, like, with his expertise on how 
like uh, he creates certain elements of Sonic games and stuff like that. He's very masterful in what he does and how he creates certain things for that modding community that he was a part of and stuff. Like borrowing good elements from what made the past Sonic games great along with elaborating in different creative levels and stuff. I mean, that in and of itself kind of com- like compiled itself into a great experience, sort of what Sonic Mania ended up becoming right now. I mean, there aren't all positive stuff. I mean, the PC version of Sonic Mania is suffering from some DRM issues right at the moment, the, which gamers have on Steam have have just incredibly like tried to downvote like Sonic Mania because of that extent. And Sega, to their credit, is looking into it, trying to take away the online stuff. So basically, what that was all about is basically you can't play this game offline. Even though this is a game that's supposed to be played offline, <laughs> you can only play it online on the Steam version, which that is stupid. It's an anti-piracy yeah. issue from like what? Uh, oh god, this is the same anti-piracy like software that was used for some other games like Rhyme and stuff. But uh, it's been having its issues. Like for issue, like for example, with Rhyme, it really manipulated frame rate stuff you know, in terms of making it lower than what it should be. I think it's called Denuvo or something like that. I'm trying to really think back here, but anyway, tying into what I'm talking about right now, it's like Sonic Forces in and of itself, I really hope does well for what it aims to be, but from what I've seen previously over the past 10 years of Sonic games, it does not lead me to believe this will end well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they they have no, they have not built any good fortune at all. Uh, Sonic Mania is the only good fortune really they've built in the last twenty years, and that was made by people that are just fans of the franchise. The only good, exactly really universally praised Sonic game has been made by people that were just that made Sonic shit for fun. So, so you could say their own fans make better Sonic games than. So, yeah. Sonic team themselves. Yeah, that's just asinine. Um, it's yeah. it's funny because in, for a game that's built on going fast and speed, they have been chasing yes. Mario for twenty years. Like exactly that. That's why they went to three D and they failed time after time after time. They just keep mm-hmm. doing it and they change. They do trying to do minor things. Sonic Boom was like a collage of like Sonic going fast shooter um, RPG. Uh, story game, like it just trying to be everything and it doesn't work. Like they just they they don't work. So, like I was saying, I hope this game uh, is good. I obviously don't want it to be. I don't. I don't want any game to be bad. I hope they're all good. You know, especially for fans of the franchise. You know, Sonic fans have been suffering for a long time. Uh, exactly. And they finally got something good. And I hope. I hope they get two in a row. I hope they get two in just a few months. Uh, yeah. So November seventh, Sonic Forces is out. Uh, I hope it's good. Or at least middling good. Like sevens, you know. Um, exactly. And finish. That's the key thing. Finish. We'll, we'll get there first. Then maybe we'll get a good game out of it. Um, but next up, uh, I'm going to go through these real quick. But um, the PlayStation Plus and Xbox uh, games with gold have been announced for the month of September. Um, so these come out, I think, for PS Plus, they come out Tuesday. For um, Xbox, some of these are out now. Some of them come out next middle of the month. Uh, but for PlayStation Plus, um, you get um, this Tuesday. You get Infamous Second Son, uh, which came out a few months, like I think three or four months after the PS4 came out. 
uh, okay um, open world game with some cool powers. Actually, um, I was selling cables that I was talking about for the show. Actually, 100% of the game. Um, so, I, don't, I guess I really liked it back in the day. Um, next up, uh, Strike Vector GX, which is kind of like a flying simulator where you get into, uh, you, get, you just fight other, uh, not ships, but plane, pilot, you pilot a ship. Or, God damn it. Uh, you pilot, you're a pilot of a jet, of a jet, and you get into, um, you just have, uh, dogfights with other, uh, planes. There you go. Got to that one with no issues whatsoever. Uh, next up, a game called We Are Doomed. It's coming out for Vita, but also it's cross-buy, so you get it on PS4 and Vita. Uh, I don't, I don't honestly don't know what that game is, but, uh, you get that. And then, uh, Halo, Halo, Halo Fool Boyfriend? Uh, I call it How to Full Boy. How, how to Full? I, I don't know how you say that. But uh, it's coming out Tuesday uh, for Vita on PS4. How to Full Boy. How to Full Boy. The Oh, that's just racist. I'm sorry. Um, oh, Tyler. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Uh, but And there goes our Japanese listeners. Yep. Yeah, well, Korea, we got the. As long as we have Korea, we're still good. We're going to be. We're, number, we're always number one in Korea. Uh, Wouldn't that be kind of funny that they're. That they're just using us like for just to try to pinpoint where they want to freaking try to aim their freaking missiles or something. <laughs> oh, oh, hopefully Use their podcast. Is a oh boy, your point. I hope that's not the case, but it, I know. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, boy. Oh my god. Uh, but we love you, North Korea. <laughs> uh, don't don't bomb us, please. Uh, aim. I was gonna say North, but I like Canada. Aim. Mm, mm. Aim low. So just, low that you can just aim straight up. Anyway. Aim straight up. Do actually you know what you're your number one downloads every month. So don't aim up. I don't want you to bomb yourself. Just just be cool. You know, listen to this podcast. Chill out. If you I've, I've Oktoberfest. It's delicious. Um, but yeah, go Korea. Number one in downloads, and we're also we're also uh, number one in penis size. They have big penises. So <laughs> North, North Korea don't bomb us. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, okay, to try to get off the rails. Yeah, anyways, I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, don't bomb us, please. Um, hateful, hateful, hateful boyfriend is out for Vita and PS4 this Tuesday. Uh, and Gables was explaining to me before the show it is a dating simulator, but you play as a pigeon. Yep. So that sounds absolutely amazing. Expect me to be talking about that again uh, during game of the year time because I am. Downloading that immediately, and I am putting everything off to the side. I'll call on the work if I have to on Tuesday. I don't fucking care. I'm playing this game. <laughs> sounds, this game sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Uh, first, thing I got to figure out how to pronounce it. Then I'm going to play it. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, the fool. Oh, fuck it. Anyways, uh, don't bomb us, Korea. Uh, Xbox games uh, for the for September. Um, from September 1st to the 3rd. I hate how Xbox does it. It makes sense business-wise. But I hate how they do it. They do like the, they break it up every two weeks. They even do shit. Um, but for the entire month, September first through the thirtieth, you get Forza Five, uh, Forza Five. Sorry, uh, Motorsports, uh, which I think came out was that two years ago. For, no, that was a launch. That was a launch title, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Seven comes out and then it comes out every other year. Yeah, that's a launch title. Because they're on Motorsports Seven. Yeah, you know? and then we get the we get the Horizon in between there. So yeah, this is a launch title. Um, that's out. Uh, you get that. You can download that now for free uh, if you have Xbox Games with Gold or Xbox Live, whatever it's called. Uh, 
And then on September 16th through October 15th, you can get, excuse me, Oxenfree, which is a uh, really cool game. I want people to, I think, everybody should check out. Uh, I talked about it a lot last year. It was my runner-up for um, my honorable mentions. Uh, I was top, so I think it was like 13th or 14th uh, for my game of the year last year. Um, people that made uh, the Make the Walking Dead, Telltale Walking Dead games, uh, made this game. So it's I can't remember. Uh, Skybound is the name of the uh, name of the company. Uh, really cool game. I think more people should check out. Um, but that's available on the 16th of September. And then for the the uh, backwards compatible games, uh, Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder is uh, out um, for right now, September 1st to the 15th. Um, so if you have an Xbox One or 360, you can get this game for free. And um, on the 16th of September through the 30th, you can get Battlefield 3. So actually, not, that's actually a pretty cool game. I don't know if, I don't know if the online is still up. I assume it is. But um, actually, I'm not a bad cam- campaign. Uh, I don't know. It's been like six years since it came out. But it was, it was a fun campaign back in the day. Uh, but those are out now. Or not. Some of those are out now. Some will be out soon. Um, so check those out. Uh, especially, hey, devil, boyfriend. Um <laughs> Once again, don't bomb us, Korea. Uh, you have huge penises. Um, you, who you can show them off to if you bomb us, you know what I mean? Uh, Trump has a very small penis. That's why he's so angry all the time. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Oh, I said it. Oh, God. We got, we got political on the podcast. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Not to Trump, though. It's true. Uh, mm. Moving on over to uh, something else. This is a hard segue here because this is going to get... Really uh, sad here. Not really sad, but sad. Kind of cool, but sad. Um, so Shadow of War is the uh, the Lord of the Rings game that's coming out, uh, I believe, November 7th as well. That's the same day as yes. Sonic Forces. Um, they have a kind of a cool thing they're doing. Uh, they had a uh, their executive producer last year uh, pass away, uh, Michael Forge, is how I believe you say his last name, uh, of cancer at the age of 43. Um, mm-hmm. So as a way to... Um, kind of honor his memory and also make uh, build funds for um, his wife and three children that he's left behind. Um, they're, they're releasing a deal, uh, a DLC character um, called uh fourth hog or fourth hog. I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, Orc Slayer. Um, he is actually, they, they named him after the uh, band he was in. He was a, uh, in a guitar. Uh, he played guitar in a band um, for monolith and they're naming this character after him and it's based off of him. And the character has a weaponized guitar that he uses to melee, and I guess he can like he'll show up randomly and he'll one-hit kill uh, certain orcs that you're fighting at the time. Um, but oh, this, wow. Yeah, so kind of a cool little character they're releasing. Um, he is, uh, it's going to be 5 bucks for the DLC, and 350 of it goes to um, the, the family, like I mentioned. Um, the reason it's 350 is because um, that's the money they get after Microsoft, or after Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam takes their cut of it um so basically everything they're getting from this dlc uh will go directly to the family i they did a um a fundraiser i think last year around the time he passed away and they raised about 120 dollars for the family wow um, a lot of money but obviously not nearly enough um to continue to raise three children on their own um so a really cool thing i wanted i wanted to bring up that uh i hope more people do it um that jump into this I have bought um, right now. Currently, you can uh, pre-buy this this DLC for on the on Steam and Xbox, 
and the PS4 oh. will have it once the game comes out in November. Um, I've already currently I purchased the Xbox DLC already. Um, I don't plan on getting this game uh, at all. Maybe down the line sometime, but I'll probably get on PS4. Um, but it's a really cool thing that I want to support. And I, I want more people. I think more people should support. And I just want to bring that up on here. Um, if you want to do something really cool and help out Michael's family, this is a really cool way to do it. Um, a great way to do it. And if you are interested at all in Shadow of War, um, it's five bucks. Just, just do it, and it's you get a benefit of a really badass character that has a guitar as uh, also a weapon. So um, yeah, I just want I wanted to mention that before we head out of here. I say that for last because there's really no good way to get out of that. But um, yeah. I unless Gables, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Not currently. Okay. Well, then I think that might do it for the show this week. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and group, and it's Drunk Dash Nerds on there. Uh, so like and join us on there. On YouTube, we are Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe to us on there, and we also also release the podcast on there. So um, like that. Like I said, subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, if you don't you know a YouTube guy, we're on iTunes. Uh, check us out and subscribe there. Leave us a five star review and a comment and you know, comment saying how nice we are and how cool uh, Gables is and how Korea should not bomb us. Um, they see that um, <laughs> and they would greatly we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and then also, I sorry the the Korea thing is throwing me off completely. Um, but um, on Twitter, <laughs> we were at Drunk Nerds Pod. So follow us on there. Um, Facebook, iTunes, or Facebook and Twitter are two really good places to go. I post the links to the show, and those are kind of the first two places I go when the show goes up to inform people the shows are out there. And also on Twitch, we're um, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us on there. Send us friend requests. We like having friends. Friends are good. Friends are cool. Uh, we're friends. Uh, I consider yep. you friends. Gables and I are friends. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, we're going to go have Denny's after this. That's how good friends we are. <laughs> We live 2,000 miles away from each other. We're going to go meet in the middle. Like, we're going to meet in Montana. Fuck it. I don't know if they have Denny's. We're going to go there. And uh, we're going to have ourselves. You know what? The Korea, if you want to bomb somebody, bomb Montana. We won't oh, miss it. Oh, Sorry. There's like six people live there. Phil, Phil Jackson's like the most important person in there. Uh, <laughs> Phil Jackson? <laughs> we're good. You're fine. Most of the success with the Chicago Bulls happened in Montana. He was a bad GM for the Knicks. I mean, he was a president. Whatever. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. Uh, wait till after we leave, after we get Denny's, and then you can do whatever the hell you want with Montana. It's pretty cool. Save the dogs, though. Dogs are important. Uh, but yeah, that is the show. Um, also, actually, before we head out of here, I wanted to mention episode 25. I'm not going to mention the top show. I'm going to mention it again. Uh, comes out this Thursday. Uh, really cool episode. Uh, it's actually the first time ever that Gables and I recorded a podcast, just the two of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know, we can, you, we can make it, you and I. Just the two of us making castles way up high. Just the two. sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, check it out on Thursday, uh, and we'll be back next week with a brand new show. I was your host as always. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, have fun. Definitely stay safe over the Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and of course, game on. I don't, I don't have to catch you. Go out thing. I, I need to come up with something. <laughs> I can't say GG anymore. It should be, man, it's better than, better than Metal Gear. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Ugh. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
got like a short pair of my testicles when he said that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. Too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>